Last week, a new type of war came out of nowhere and rocked the very fabric of society. We figured the world would be a safer place, but we were reckoning with our robot wars. Hello and welcome everyone to Activate the Robot Wars podcast, episode one. I am your host, Benji, also the hitman, along with Rob E. Harmlessly. And yes, we are the Extreme Championship Podcasting Boys, if you have any idea what that is. It's highly unlikely that you've <laughs> yeah. managed to share the exact same interests that we have. Eh, I mean, if you grew up in the 90s in the UK, maybe. Well, that is true, to be fair. Yeah, yeah if you were growing up in the 90s, you liked <laughs> Robot Wars, there was a slim chance that you also liked Extreme Championship Wrestling. Maybe. Yeah. They are quite similar in a sense. But we won't go into that <laughs> we're too gonna, much. We're not going to start like, yeah, drawing similarities between the two products. Series 1, Episode 1, the very beginning of UK Robot Wars. It's 1998. Jeremy Clarkson's on the screen. So we get the funky theme music, of course. It's cheesy, but it fits. It's, it's iconic, isn't it, theme music? We don't get CGI, we get FMV. <laughs> we get FMV level graphics, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. But what can you say, it's 1998, we've got a 18-year-old show now, and it shows a little bit. So, Jeremy Clarkson on screen, as you said, behind him what look like modern, funky Christmas trees. He has these cones yeah, with these lights coming Yeah, he's for off. some strange reason. He's introduced as Commander-in-Chief. Jeremy Clarkson. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your Commander-in-Chief, Jeremy Clarkson. Man may have tempered the spectre of nuclear evil, but tonight I have the unenviable task of reporting that warfare has been taken out of man's hands. We're now at the mercy of machines, and a battle the likes of which we've never seen before is about to begin. Outside the studio, women have lashed themselves to the railings. Britain is about to witness the birth of Robot Wars, which is all about robots fighting. You may be surprised to learn that Jeremy Clarkson has pretty much gone unchanged for the past 18 years. It's, it's good, actually. I quite enjoyed it because from the very start, the show announces that it's very self-aware. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. It knows it's not big budget like mechs fighting each other exactly. this is gonna be it knows how silly it is everybody involved apart from possibly the participants knows how silly it is and uh makes it more enjoyable i think if it was trying to be more than what it actually was it would have been too cringing to watch. i think you're right it couldn't take itself too seriously yeah because if it did a lot of what we'd have seen, especially in this first series in general, would have just been so underwhelming and yep. they would have looked so stupid coming out of it. Mm-hmm. It, don't, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked as a TV series. It may not have been taken on for more seasons. No, no, if exactly. They weren't it could a bit, have stumbled. If the yeah. humour wasn't there. Yeah, the humour is a huge factor of this show. During this, we actually see a little highlight video of two robots fighting and that's actually from the... Uh, USA Robot Wars. Yeah, and he does actually mention that, doesn't he? At he some men- point it's mentioned, yeah. It is mentioned that um, this is the UK Robot Wars debut. Yes. Something that had already been established in America. I don't know whether Robot Wars itself became big in the United United States. I know, I don't know if BattleBots is the same thing, but I know there was that kind of TV show was over there and mm. that kind of competition did exist. But Robot Wars is pretty much what we went on with here in the uk and it just sort of appeared on our bbc screens in the middle of 1998 and this is our first impressions okay. let's take a let's take a look so what do we do we cut to what's her name philippa forrester ma'am come on we cut to philippa forrester i'm surrounded by 36 teams and over the next few weeks they're all going to be battling for a place in the grand final they include some of the best technicians engineers and radio control experts in britain today but even though there's only a few seconds left before the first event they're still making final adjustments right in the center of nerd city if she just she just floats onto the screen like a dream <laughs> she's brilliant <laughs> do you like philippa <laughs> i'm a huge philippa fan right now i mean she actually like navigates herself around the pits with so much charm it's brilliant it's great cuz she's got the humor of it down 
But she's also taking her job seriously. Exactly. She, she knows for a fact that she has to treat it like she's announcing and interviewing athletes, really. Yeah. She approaches it as a sport, which is awesome. So funny. Also, <laughs> is one of the few females in the area. She's got, it's a brave job to take. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the pits, uh, it was her and there was one, one participant that was female. And I think that was it. Yeah. But the rest yeah. of it are sweaty, nerdy, kind of awkward fellas. But we'll get to them <laughs> later on. Let's talk about, um, cause she's sort of like introduced the pits, uh, Gives Very a little brief tour, yeah. guide, and then she sort of points out that they're just making final adjustments, and it just cuts to just a hammer hitting a bit of metal. And <laughs> they're just no, like, what's that final adjustment? Final adjustment is there's this perfectly good looking robot, and this hammer just swings down and just smashes it in. What, what adjustment is that? But what I think we just saw is a close up of one team sabotaging another, <laughs> and it's walked past, and it's. <laughs> Here's some teams making final adjustments. Bam, <laughs> bam, bam. What? <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I just thought, okay, so this is going to be brilliant. <laughs> okay, then we uh, get introduced to the house robots. They'll be fighting obstacle courses. They'll be fighting each other. And most worrying of all, they'll be going head to head with pure, indestructible evil. The House Robots. Our commentator, Jonathan Pierce, who's a football commentator. Very enthusiastic guy. Really great throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Probably really ties it all together. It gives us a brief overview of each of the House Robots. Introducing Shunt, a power-packed robot capable of pulling a Land Rover and cleaving all opponents in two with that sharpened steel axe. Matilda. Prehistoric Matilda's next up with hydraulic tusks and a truly lethal chainsaw tail running at over 3,000 revs per minute. Keeping order, Sergeant Bash featuring a savage circular saw and a flamethrower certain to leave all opponents hot under the collar. And dead metal with the pneumatic pincers and a steel cutting arm. I'm your commentator Jonathan Pierce and these are the house robots. We'll start from the top. Okay, so if you say the robot's name, I'll give a very simplified description of them. So you've got Shunt. Snowplow. Matilda. Triceratops. Sergeant Bash. Flamethrower. Dead Metal. Saw. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I call Dead Metal a sort of lobster. (laughs) Lobster saw. Lobster saw. Saw lobster. (laughs) Not rock lobster. I don't know where they got dead metal. Well, I mean, other than it sounds badass, but it's nothing. Dead Metal. I think I think actually lobster saw would be a lot better. Uh, then there's the irony of the name Matilda because that is one uh, ugly. Yes, robot, is yeah. a hideous hideous beast, but it has yeah. the big chainsaw on the back and a couple yeah, of hooks. For chainsaw the front. tail, not like a saw, but a full blown chainsaw. chainsaw coming out of its butt, which is awesome. This is where you notice the whole point of the house robots is they're not fair. They're obstacles. They. Yeah aren't made to the same specifications that you can make your own robot to in the competition. These can be bigger, heavier, with weapons that would be restricted. Like, you can't... Like, none of the competitors can put a flamethrower on their robot. No, no. But the house robot can have a flamethrower on it. I'm fairly confident that none of them are allowed to exceed the weights of the house robots as well. Uh, There is a weight limit for the the series. Mm. I imagine most of the house robots are probably well above that because they are considerably bigger. But they do have an underlying theme of their look as they all have that same colour scheme, dark mm-hmm. grey, old metal. Metal that's been near a fire for a bit and it's yeah, got smoke, black, dirt. And, old yeah. metal. Yeah. It's, it goes with the post-apocalyptic thing, I guess, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. They look yeah. like they're grap metal maniacal machine things. It's great. Yeah, there's sort of like a Mad Max feel when you see a machine like that all thrown together. So we get introduced to... The competing robots for this first heat. Okay, let's do this. From Bodmin Community College, Roadblock. Road ahead closed sign. Yes. From Mason, Killatron. Pickaxe. From Hagley Roman Catholic High School, Barry. Heavyweight. From Nottingham, Shogun. Seven miles per hour designed by Rolls Royce employees. From Dublin, Nemesis. Fluffy. From Coventry. Grunt. One man crew. 
That's what stood out most about Grunt. Do you know what stood out for me? I put Gaunt. Because that's <laughs> his looks famined. <laughs> what, the, the crew member? Both. They look like each other. His robot is really thin. You know when you see people who look like their pets? Yeah, this guy looks He's like got his robot. This, but with his robot. It looks like they cut Roadblock in half and painted it silver. Yeah, it was very streamlined, aerodynamic. They mentioned that it can do 15 miles per hour, making is- it the fastest robot in the lineup. And it was all done by one enthusiast. He was, wasn't he? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, one good man on crew. Him. That's he like did, crazy. He put together a, yeah. a decent little machine there. He built a uh, robot himself. Yeah. So a bit of a retrospective on them. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Who the fuck names their robot Barry? I know they're trying to be funny, oh, but that is very much be, a bunch of nerds trying to be they funny. They're trying to be ironic. It is, isn't or, it? You know. Yeah. What's, it, what's your robot's name? Is it? Is it going to be the Kill Blaster? No, it's Barry, mate. It's Barry. Hey, Barry. Get it? Because, like, that's like if you got a dog and you named it Stephen. It wouldn't make sense, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's Barry, isn't it? Hey. Yeah. The, show, the robot Shogun, does it strike you that they seem to have forgot that they were in a competition and they just seemed to have made a box yeah. with wheels. They made a beautiful <laughs> box with wheels with a fantastic um, stylized, Japanese motif yeah. on it. Stylized Shogun yeah. on it. It's really cool. And also, let's remember that these were Rolls-Royce employees. Now, unless they're in sales, I'm assuming they've got <laughs> engineering experience. So what the f*** was that box on wheels? <laughs> it's all, it looks like the least... In ter- well picture on it is quite threatening yeah but in terms of the machine itself it's slow and can't yeah. and has almost no weapons if you the sticker off you'd be left with just a box with wheels really i think we all know the issue with nemesis nemesis very famous robot i think the nemesis yeah, crew and the yeah, yeah. the follow-up robots to come in the future series yeah. because of the red and black spotty fur that covers it the, the groovy fluff and of course yeah. the fact it has Big googly eyes, eyes and a mouth. Which actually comes a quite intimidating, psychotic kind of grin to it. Actually yeah. looks pretty good, to be yeah, fair. It and it's a, it's a memorable robot straight from the beginning. It could go out immediately and you'd always remember it, yeah. which is cool. Killatron. It's a pickaxe with legs, essentially. Such, exactly. The whole design. It's like they got the pickaxe. They <laughs> Designed got around the, it. Exactly. They got the entire reach of it and then built the box. It's actually kind of a good design it's it's quite yeah it's quite nifty because the great thing about the pickaxe is it doesn't just swing down and then revert back to a docile position each swing is an attack because it does the entire semicircle motion from one side to the other it's it's great requires cool very very good control though because you're gonna have to be going forwards backwards turning and then the simplistic but big roadblock i think roadblock's probably the biggest of all of them yeah it's surprisingly big yeah, as I said earlier, it's just made from a road sign. Uh, they've made it so close to the ground and given it a bit of a scoop upwards. Yeah, it's so a wedge that, shape, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure it's got a weapon on the back. It has a little circular saw on the back. Yeah, yeah. But the main point is you either have to go up the wedge yeah. or get hit by the saw on the exactly. back. There's your choices. The idea is you can't attack roadblock head on because it is so low to the ground that it will undercut its opponent. I guess the weakness then would be the sides. Yeah, you'd have to catch it on the sides. That's right. Still, p- pretty nifty design. Pretty cool. But they have been uh, introduced for the sake of the first round. The Gauntlet. This is the Gauntlet and you can run it almost any way you like. It's up to each roboteer to choose which route is the best according to their robot's hidden talents. First of all though, they have to get off this spinning carousel. Then, do they choose on my right this maze? But you have to have an awful lot of manoeuvrability to get round it. Or a seemingly dead space on my left. It's not. It's guarded by the horrible Sergeant Bash. The middle route is the ramp route, but not every robot can get up on and off these ramps. And then there are the corkscrew lances, just one of many hidden surprises that can leap out at you if you're unaware. To my right, spikes come up from underneath the floor of the arena. You don't want to be impaled on those. And if you did survive on my left to scorching by Sergeant Bash, there's still dead metal who can clamp hold of you. And the might of Matilda waiting. Well, there's one more surprise here in the shape of the pendulum. It could knock you sideways and send your time rocketing. Okay, so the gauntlet is... Oh, man. It's not what you 
saw coming when you sat down to watch Robot Wars? When I was thinking this back, and I, I was, obviously I was very young when I watched it, so my memories of just insanity, fire, saws, metal, spikes coming out of everything. Mm-hmm. When you look over it, it's just it's just a big room with a ramp in the middle of it, and yeah. the house robots in each corner, and yeah. then there's a big pendulum that swings from side to side. Which looks like it's man. Which looks like it's manually done. Like it looks like yeah. it has to be like swung by a person. There's probably some bloke in a hard hat pushing it at the other yeah, side. Yeah, it's so it's basically <clears throat> an obstacle course, really, and that's kind a very. That's almost that's a generous yeah. description. They, they try to imply there's three routes, more or less, don't yes. they? So there's one where you have to go through the house robots. Yep. There's one where you have to go over a seesaw ramp. Yep. And then there is another route which is more of a more of an actual obstacle course yeah. in terms of there's like that's the bed springs route is it or is it bed springs yeah. spikes grills yeah. on the floor mm-hmm. all that kind of th- it's things that are supposed to trap you more than yeah. anything that's it so it's traps ramps ro- house robots mm. just go for the ramp is what I. oh well, yeah you'd think but i think the idea that the lovely philippa tried to point out was that certain robots with maybe an incredibly low you know not built with the suspension to take a ramp and we actually we will see this come into play later actually absolutely uh, and the first runner is roadblock our main feature is at the front where we can push with some force and we hope to create some serious damage later on with our main weapon at the back um, who immediately proves that the gauntlet isn't much of a challenge. Nope. <laughs> he just smashes it. Just goes straight... Th- There's not much to say, because he just... Well, I say he just, as, a, as if Roadblock is a, <laughs> is a living being. Roadblock. The team just direct their machine. Just, I think they go down the riddle, round the side, the end. Yeah, they go blitzing past the house robots before the house robots can even turn around. Made it. Done. done. Just like yeah. that. Job done. I mean, great performance by Roadblock, but I oh, almost wish this wasn't the very first one because, like I said, it now yeah. makes the gauntlet look terrible, look really underwhelming. Because the first person who runs it, or what's going to happen? They're going to get smashed to pieces. They're going to well, flip exactly. over. Yeah. They're going to get stuck on a grill and, and you spiked. See that, and you just you just see them breeze past, and you think, oh well, this is going to be a bit of a disappointment. Luckily, next we have Barry. I'll be operating the pneumatic blade. It'll go down like that. Scoop along the floor, and hopefully not the other robots over. Decided to go for the big balloon tyres for extra traction. The whole robot works on 24 volts. Barry pretty much got stuck fairly early. Fairly early? <laughs> fairly early? <laughs> Barry moves like an inch forward. And that's it. And that's it. And then promptly gets pounded upon by Matilda a chainsaw. Well, yeah. Barry can't do a damn thing. Barry is stuck on the very first bit of the ramp and yeah. a grill 2.93 metres away from the starting <laughs> point. Barry itself is a machine that looks probably about a metre long. Yeah. So, so it, really, it, it, barely it, took a, moved. it did a stride and then promptly got wrecked. And as we saw by the team's um, little interview, it, every team here gives a little sort of a very, very brief description of their robot yeah yeah just before you see their their gauntlet run yeah and uh, the barry team like to point out that they've used um some actual proper tires big you know tires for the the traction the only issue is when you have giant tires that are exposed on a robot mm. along comes matilda with a circular saw <laughs> your tires are gone mate that's it. it doesn't matter about that's anything now that's big it. puffy tires aren't gonna aren't gonna be worth a damn running a gauntlet of spikes at this point you have to wonder how much were they shown before they were entered into the competition were they just told it's mostly going to be robots fighting but you'll do the old gauntlet or mini there'll be an obstacle course followed by a sumo battle followed by a fight or were they were they even shown the house robots were they okay this is what they look like or were they literally brought in blind it's a good point. Were they just guys from the, the robot warring scene at the time? The indie. <laughs> the indies the indie of, scene. The, indie of, se- the, uh, the underground yeah. robot wars Illegal scene. parking lot underground <laughs> robot wars. No, looking at some of these guys, probably not. But uh, <laughs> they're probably not allowed out after eight. So, uh, yeah, so Barry fails and we move on to Shogun doing the run. This is Shogun. 
Uh, we've got a few armaments on it. Down this side, we've got a, some tips which are interchangeable so we can put different spikes on. It's an hydraulic ram. On the front, we've got a couple of forks which can be used for lifting or for anchoring us down onto the ground. Man, Shogun's slow. <laughs> oh, man. Let me talk about Shogun. Goes to go over the ramp and falls off. Yeah, well, no, goes over the first ramp with mm-hmm. ease. Yeah. Starts to go over the second ramp, but just veers off to the right until it falls off. Why? Why did they turn? Well, the point I made is, unless they are not... No, they are told the results of the other ones, because we see later on yeah. they watch... They're watching each... um... Do you think bailing out knowing that you've made more metres than Barry and then avoiding having to deal with what's on the other side? After going over the ramp, stay in the middle. Better than dealing with the house robots and risking damage to your robot. Yeah, or flipping your robot over, dealing damage to your robot or anything. Just, there you go. You beat beat the three metres. Do it. They got 10.71 metres, so they're going to go through. Simple as that. Sneaky. We got the Nemesis team showing off their waistcoats with... Nemesis' primary weapon is a pneumatic ram, 150 PSI pneumatic ram. Even though we might look furry and friendly, we've got a 2mm stainless steel can. We're going to take plenty of bashing. Seeing them for the yeah, first time. Yeah, they've got matching waistcoats. I've noted that these guys are the only um, team that actually has any kind of character or um, seem yeah. comfortable yeah. with... They, they seem okay being in front of the cameras and... They being interviewed by Philip yeah. All the rest yeah. of them seem awkward for one reason or, or another. Like, why is this woman here and giving me attention? Yeah, I think it's the intimidation of such a stunning woman. Yeah. Probably <laughs> left. <laughs> you like Philip? <laughs> she comes no, over. <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, just, not, yeah. A good looking woman comes over with a camera and a microphone, and a lot of and them are a bit like. Uh, it's, it's exactly. It, I mean, in all fairness, they've been just away out. building these robots for a for while. Their life. So. <laughs> for their life. <laughs> Um, so Nemesis, uh, over the ramp, past Matilda, takes a shot from the pendulum, no damage. That's What is this pendulum made of? Tinfoil? I don't... <laughs> the pendulum looked underwhelming to start with. Yeah. And then seeing it in action, it's not... I mean, it would hurt if it hit me, but it... I'm flesh. <laughs> well, exactly. It, it, but it kind of bounced off Nemesis the same way a football on a string would have bounced off someone. Yeah. It just sort of a like... A lot of bounce. Wobbled away. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. It was a bit underwhelming. The pendulum is obviously never going to be a threat to anyone. No. But Nemesis just did exactly what you sh- everyone should do and just went straight through the middle at the yeah. end. Straight line, straight through the middle, dumb. <laughs> they, made, they made it look just completely elementary. It was, it was whatever. They underfought it and it worked out. That's yep. great. Next is Grunt. Grunt. Now, Grunt may be a little too fast for his own good, because the very first thing he does is zoom into Dead Metal's clutches. Yes, straight into a house robot. But luckily, he's able to just dodge past and go straight Yeah, it kind through. of just forced its way through, and but quite quickly. Very quickly. Maybe we'll see the speed of this robot be its undoing. You make something that quickly, it is, it's a, at the end of the day, it is kind of a glorified remote control car. Yeah. And trying to control one that's extremely fast and not have it go everywhere can prove challenging, especially when there's obstacles. We'll see how it goes for Grunt. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Killatron. This is Killatron, and this is why. Killatron, whilst we liked the design, mm-hmm. it's kind of clumsy. It, it wasn't right for an obstacle course. Have you noticed the way the wheels are? Yeah. Well, the middle set of wheels seem to be positioned further down than the end sets of wheels, so it keeps rocking back and forth. Yeah, I'm not now, sure. I'm sure there is a design element to that that I just don't know. But for something like this, the result is them just sort of mm. wobbling about everywhere. Yeah, I don't think they were banking on the obstacle course. So they um, they went off the ramp, got a little bit stuck. They just started hitting bed springs with a pickaxe. No one was really sure what was going on. They were and then just I think stuck they just the called springs. it, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> they were stuck yeah. on the springs. They weren't going to get anywhere. No. They were stuck between a ramp and some springs. Cho- the, what would have made this Gordon look good is if they chose something a little more exciting than some springs. Yeah, yeah. Then half of this, like, the pendulum maybe should have just been a pendulum axe as opposed to a pendulum mace. So it looked, at least if it hit, it would yeah, have, like, that'd been cooler, actually. caught in yeah, a bit. Yeah, you wanted it to actually jab in. Or even bit. just one big pendulum spike as opposed to yeah. the mace. So it would jab in. Instead of springs... Just put more spikes there, or interesting looking... Dis- I was confused that they were specifically bed springs. I thought that was a bit weird. Maybe it's the low budget, or maybe it's the whole design yeah. of the 
you know, everything seems used. That kind. Maybe, yeah. Everything seems to be from the trash yard, kind of. Yeah, it's supposed to have that. Yeah, yeah. scrap yard kind it's of feel. That's the dump word I'm looking look, for. Yeah. yeah. So Barry's eliminated them. So Barry goes. Barry's off. gone. Yeah, only getting two point nine three meters. Yeah. Killatron got eleven point oh two, but I mean, you can easily tell that Killatron was going through due to the fact they got past the starting zone. So <laughs> goodbye, Barry. I cannot believe Barry the robot is out so soon. Oh, I mean, we just got caught on the ramp, and this is the outside of the circuits, and it just went. These things happen. Are you really disappointed? Yeah. Barry, we didn't say much about Barry other than about the name. There but wasn't much to say about it Barry. It looked like a robot. It's really hard to yeah. describe what Barry it, was. It was plain, really. It was actually quite generic. It was really plain. Bark. I think yeah. it had a bit of a scoop on it. Yeah. Um, never yeah. got to use much of its uh, We will never design, know, you know what yeah. the potential of Barry was yeah. because, unfortunately, Barry couldn't get over a ramp. I don't know because you don't know. Barry might return in the next seasons. It's Barry too. Barry might have had some sort of like career Barry on the indies for a while <laughs> Barry Junior all the Barrys came out um, so Barry eliminated and we're back to the pit stop we're hey in the pits yeah end of round one let's see how they're doing guys this hammer got you out of trouble in fine style it certainly did we sustained a flat side and a couple of broken wheel trims but nothing you can't recover from that's right superficial damage here is it only superficial yeah it is it'll be fine no problem well done thank you we're really happy I think we're the fastest wheelchair on earth. Are we allowed to see your robot with no clothes on? Oh, yeah, he's not shy. Do you ever take your waistcoats off, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, we have to wear them. The other two team members who couldn't make it made us wear them. <laughs> the good thing is, though, you avoided the flamethrower. That's the main thing, yeah. We weren't just a ball of flame down the course. Just repairing, here we are. Just a quick spray and we're all done. Do you see what I mean? They're all ready for the next event. Philippa's just guiding around, but um, there's no... Sp- Everyone point, really. says something very brief, except the Nemesis team who have a bit of a chat. So mm. again, yeah. we're seeing that Nemesis team are a bit more charismatic than the rest yeah. of the rest Absolutely. of the guys. They seem a bit older. Well, no, because there's what there's a couple of teams where it's just old men. Well, the Rolls Royce a... crew yeah. are, are literally just old men. I don't know how to describe Shogun's the Nemesis yeah. team. Then they just seem like down to earth adults. Like, yeah, they seem They're like not regular taking... people, yeah. and um, makes them a bit more entertaining to listen to. Really, doesn't yeah. it? So Jeremy just bees Jeremy for a while. He gets all sarky for a while. Now I've seen sumo wrestling and basically it's just two fat blokes in pants leaning on each other. But robot sumo is different because of course robots don't wear pants. What happens here is that each of our five surviving robots is brought onto this raised plinth in turn where they will do battle with our most powerful house robot. He's called Shunt. If he were a car, he'd be a tank. Yes, all right, we're very impressed. Stop it. Sit still. Thank you. Now, the roboteer that lasts the shortest time is history. Well, Shogun's ready, and he's ready, and I'm in the middle. Bye. Oh, he says something about how sumo wrestling is just fat men in pants. Yeah, I think... And that's how he introduced Trial. <laughs> what? Isn't that what it's called? Oh, they just announced it as Trial. What do you mean? Well, well, sumo, sumo wrestling, yeah. Oh, okay, I get it. It's no, they introduced trial. it simply as Trial. Oh. I, I have know. no idea why either, no. <laughs> no, no. That's really confusing. It goes over the sumo rules. If you don't know what the rules of sumo are, there's a big round ring and you've got to push the other person out. And in robot version, you got to push the other robot out. I'm glad you highlighted that. <laughs> There's nothing more to say. Well, I guess the specific thing is, these aren't the robots going against each other. The ro- each robot is facing Shunt, who's yeah. specifically made for pushing. Because Shunt is just what? Low to the very low to the ground, scoops and an axe. Heavyweight. So we get Shogun going first. So Shogun goes in and is ejected with very little fight in about 22 seconds. It's a pretty boring matchup, really. Yeah. It's a good match to go first because it essentially shows off what Shunt's supposed to be about. Shogun tries to go one on one, gets seems solid for a little while, but then the pushing power of Shunt just launches him out yeah. in a second. Exactly. Like you say, like Gauntlet started on such a crappy run because it was so easy. Now that Trials kicked off with someone getting their ass kicked, you actually expect more from it now. That went okay. Shogun, eh. I mean, Lack of weapons. That's what I kept thinking when I looked at Shogun. Because in their little introduction thing, they were like, mm. oh, we've got a fork, little forklift at the front. 
oh wow that looks about the size of my yeah. left foot really didn't do much did it, it doesn't look like it even, mm. is even strong enough to really do much and you've got to be so bang on with your aiming yeah. of the of this little tiny yeah. fork never gonna work next killertron now killertron looking at how far the wheels are off the ground where it bounces around all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you'd think killertron would be annihilated by shunt in this because mm-hmm. killertron yeah. looks quite light as well it looks like a lighter weight robot yeah it looks like shunt should be able to get right under killertron and just tip him over and win but he doesn't killertron actually hangs in there and the pickaxe is going crazy and he just sort of stands firm really stands firm yeah keeps it for the full minute wins the match yeah beats um, well, shunt without shunt doesn't, losing. It doesn't so much win as just outlast the clock. Yeah, survive. Which is fair. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether they were using, they were continuously flipping the axe, perhaps to shift weight a bit. Or maybe because I imagine but the axe is quite heavy. It does. They do stop using the axe halfway through the match, and I think that probably was due to a technical fault because yes. they're really favouring it at first. Then halfway through the match, they just stopped using it entirely. Yeah, it, it doesn't never move happened it, again. It doesn't move at all. Yeah. They're yeah, through, they're easily. Through. They're they, they won, they win, they're going to go through. They're through. Next up, Roadblock. Oh yeah, Roadblock. And Roadblock looks like a competitor against, against Shunt. It looks, yeah. Roadblock almost looks like the better robot yeah. into, for this type of match. A big wedge and bigger than Shunt. Exactly, charges at Shunt like a block of cheese. I don't know, kind of half scoops, half just guides Shunt to the edge. That's it. They Wins. go off at the same time, a sort yeah. of a, almost like a suicide dive, yeah. just straight out, take Shunt with them. Shunt goes out first, so exactly. technically, Roadblock win. Yeah. Roadblock have beaten Shunt, and they go through. Now things are starting to look a bit more... You think we've got two people who've technically won the round, yeah. and one only one person who's been beaten is going to have to go by the clock. Doesn't look like it's going to be that difficult. I think the issue you're going to have... In the future, is the more people who do it, the more people are going to be like, right, exactly. that's how you beat Shunt. That's right. The end. It's kind of a bit. Yeah. Mm, but oh well. Next up, Nemesis, and they just beat Shunt with ease again. Yeah. Now they explain in the post that they use the uh, spikes on the back, which are actually spring-loaded yeah. or hydraulic, and they actually use them to push Shunt away. And eject him from the yeah. ring like it that. It was really good clever. driving because yeah. if Shunt had actually just got under them at any point, they'd have been launched out. Mm. But they just drive circles around him, mm-hmm. get to a position where they can get those um, spikes in use mm-hmm. and beat Shunt. Yeah. Make it look easy. That's our third victory over Shunt in yeah. a row. Shunt has not had a good showing. No. That was a bad choice, really, wasn't it? I would have thought, actually... At this stage, maybe Matilda might have done a better job here. Any of them might have, <laughs> to be honest. Shunt's supposed to be made for this, but even dead metal, because he has the claws. Yeah, that would have also made more so sense. He could have like, carried him out. Yeah. Maybe mm. just maybe they should have rotated it, say it wasn't just Shunt they were going against. Well, let's not write Shunt off so early, because <laughs> let's talk about what happens to Grunt when what? Grunt fights Shunt. <laughs> That's a good plan. Yeah. I didn't think of Grunt fighting Shunt. But Grunt is so so afraid of Shunt, Grunt goes against his owner and launches himself out in an act of suicide. <laughs> Grunt just sort of kind of charges at Shunt and then halfway through the uh, the charge just sort of like Stops, realizes and leaves. <laughs> Changes trajectory and just shoots its way out. <laughs> it's almost like he thought, I've made a lightweight, non-pushing, small robot. He made There's a, no point in trying. I'm just gonna go. He made a racing robot <laughs> and, and entered it into a fighting competition. <laughs> yeah, he's a racing robot is in a sumo match. It's like the equivalent of putting a jockey against a sumo wrestler. There's nothing. The best option is suicide at this rate, so... So it just dives out. It's like, I think it was four seconds. Four seconds, just over four seconds. Oh, Grunt is eliminated yep. and is uh, just f***ed <laughs> on by Jeremy <laughs> appropriately. He really, really lays into that guy. Yep, absolutely laid oh, into him. The one-man crew, yeah. So we now get some of the uh, awkward interviews 
uh, pre-semi-final. Here in the pits, the tension's rising along with the levels of activity as they prepare for the crucial semi-finals. Do you want to know who you're up against in the semi-finals? Yes. It might help. It would help. Killatron. Yes. Killatron. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We're really happy, really, really happy. <laughs> it's that old big smile. <laughs> Who are we up against? Who do you want to be up against? I'd say we'll have a chance with all of them. <laughs> with all of them? Yeah. Okay, so it won't matter. Follow me down the table to meet your opponents for the semi-final, the Roblox team. Hi. Trouble is, we just can't seem to make up our mind what play to use. <laughs> Everyone's introduced to their opponents and they awkwardly give some nerdy smack talk. So Philippa actually, yeah, sort of introduced them as who they're fighting and then actually drags them over. It's just like, you want to know who you're, uh, who you're fighting in the finals? Oh, let me bring you over to them. So you <laughs> Three can have feet a away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They sort of awkwardly yeah. stare at each other. Oh, well, I guess we're well, robots better than yours. Yeah. Well, uh, engineering. <laughs> something, something robotics. So, the uh, first match that's lined up is Nemesis versus Roadblock. Ah, but don't don't go too far ahead. We have Jeremy go over the rules for us. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> introduce us to the judges. Now, all they've got to do, really, is just bash their opponents into several small pieces within a specified time. But if there is no clear winner, a decision will be made by our panel of adjudicators using four criteria. Damage... Aggression, style, and control. On the left, we have Eric Dickinson, the only British veteran of robot wars in America. In the centre, there's Professor Noel Sharkey, who's head of robotics at Sheffield University. And on the right, there's Adam Harper, who is holder of the land speed record for electric vehicles. The man did 150 miles an hour in a Sinclair C5. The man is certifiable. But he's not as certifiable as our opponents, who will now indulge in the first semi-final. Who I've just labelled as two hippies and an estate agent. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. You're not far off. But no, big names in terms of um, robotics and engineering. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're looking for. They're going to be the guys who might see value in something like Shogun, where we may not. Maybe, maybe. I imagine it's pretty fun to be go be a judge of Robot Wars, to be honest. I'm not 100% sure those judges were actually there, because... They, <laughs> you sh- they, what do you mean? They're sitting right there? Yeah, they, they showed us them sitting in the chairs, and then they're immediately forgotten about for the rest of the show. That's a good point. They don't really mention they the judges They don't reference again. the judges that much. I, it's it looked shame, like they I just guess. used stock footage of them. And then <laughs> stock they, footage of three guys they thought looked like blokes. engineers. <laughs> <laughs> and then just sort of... Yeah, those are our judges. So anyway, <laughs> those are our judges for the contest that's settled by whichever robot beats the other robot. It's not like... No, good if require... Had... I mean, it's, it sounds like a great idea because it adds some... Um, Legitimacy? I, I guess. It'd be nice if they got a bit more time. Yeah. The judges... Maybe if after the match... After a match in which the judges have to make a decision, mm. go and interview them. Go yeah. see what they have to say and they'll be like... Actually oh, ask yeah, them this, their opinion. That. Yeah. Yeah, well, I thought this and this yeah, and that. Have a panel. Robot this, robot that. Well, they must Grace have been... steering this. <laughs> nice style, that. Wheels. Um... <laughs> Wheels and weapons. That's... Wheels and weapons. <laughs> oh, that'd be a cooler name for the podcast. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh. Wheels and weapons. Wheels and weapons. I'm guessing just time restriction stopped them from actually yeah, utilising a... these judges if the they show were in the studio at yeah, all. Yeah. The show in general is very rushed. Yeah, it is. It's, it's cut, 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 cut. They might get longer time as the show becomes more successful. As the show becomes more successful, they get a much yeah longer yeah. time uh, frame for for the show. But unfortunately, with I guess the BBC not really knowing whether or not this would be successful in any sh- way, shape, or form, looking a bit low budget, risky thing to produce. Yeah, it doesn't look like there was a lot of faith in this. You can see where they were coming from. They were really gambling on a program about remote control robots fighting. Yeah, robots fighting sounds great. It sounds like what happened was someone went to the BBC producers, went and pitched the idea. Mm-hmm. It's robots that fight each other. Mm-hmm. And they went, F- that sounds awesome. And then they maybe did like a little, you know, you do pilot shows. Yeah, yeah. They maybe yeah. did a little sort of, a little competition, a little demo of yeah. what that meant. Yeah. And you got maybe two fairly basic 
remote control car based robots running into each other in Bumping front of into each other in front of big name BBC <laughs> TV producers, and they thought, <laughs> "What have we commissioned? <laughs> 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 Who's on the out, Jeremy Clarkson? Get oh, him on it!" God. And then yeah. that was it. Luckily, things got better. There's obviously there was a bit of apprehension here. Yeah. But anyway, on to the actual semi-finals for this heat. Nemesis versus Roadblock. It starts pretty slow. Mm-hmm. They sort of they're both slowish, right? Well, Nemesis strikes me as a robot that's quick but kind of hard to control. It turns Big a lot, time. like Big it just time. sort of wobbles about and turns yeah. a lot. Whereas Roadblock looks pretty steady, but it's quite slow. So by the time they get to each other, Roadblock is well in position to just saw the out of nemesis and he does he trims off a big chunk of fur yeah gives him a nice haircut it's awesome really nice because it's a real nice visual display of the damage and it exactly. makes it look really it look, makes it look like a lot worse than what it is i fully expect them to use that footage again and again in highlight reels for yeah. the rest of the show so after the uh haircut roadblock accidentally goes into matilda uh, there's a bit of apprehension that is matilda gonna completely lay waste there's a bit of a back and forth never mind though because Nemesis is set on fire. Yeah, Sergeant Bash, who's supposed to be in his corner, in his little zone, decides, f*** this, this is the only opportunity yeah. I'm going to get. Sergeant's been pretty quiet for most of the show. Yeah, I'm going to use my flamethrower on the one thing that's flammable in this competition. <laughs> Boom. You, good point. What are the odds that the producer went, you know what, forget the rules, just make sure that thing's on fire by the end of this shot? I think the moment it became clear that Nemesis probably wasn't going to win... Set him on fire. Yeah. And on fire he becomes. And they just, they leave him on fire for a long time as well. Like, yeah. they go, cease. And the action stops and they, and they the do fire. their interviews. Yeah. There's still f***ing Nemesis on fire down there. And then eventually some people with fire extinguishers come out. Half-heartedly put out <laughs> to the point where he's melted a bit. All and the plastic on I kind of hate head. that. I kind of wish they designed sort of like a medic bot to come out. Because watching people enter the arena diminishes the... Uh, you well, know, that does come in the future. The grit. What, a medic bot? A ref bot, but he has a... Um, oh, the ref bot, I remember, yeah. He, the ref bot had a fire extinguisher. Really? Yeah, it's oh, pretty neat. nifty, cool stuff. All right. But we're a long way off All of right. the ref bot. Yep. Yep. And at the moment, the refs are people, and uh, we don't put them on the field we with the robots we right do now. Not. Okay, so so Roadblock's the winner, obviously. Next match, Killatron versus Shogun. One thing about this match, yep. what have Killatron done? Oh, they've added extra spikes to the end of the pickaxe. So now there's a your basic pickaxe shape, but with spikes continuing out of the top of it. You wonder why I think? I think that you were right about the sumo match and mm-hmm. that their pickaxe stopped working and they thought, if our pickaxe stopped working, what offense are we going to have? Exactly. Put spikes on the end of the pickaxe so they can ram them. Exactly. They can just use it as a straightforward spike then, which is fine. You know, obviously... It's within the rules because they're allowed to do it. So Exactly. And it works like a charm. Shogun starts the match by pretty much trying to run away from yeah. any conflict. Well, I guess at this point, the Shogun team thought, oh yeah, weapons. <laughs> oh yeah, weapons. We don't have any. We're in the middle of a fight. Panic. Well, I say that. In their little interview before this match, they're like, yeah, yeah we added this massive spike on the side. Didn't and out it. of the side was this huge spike in the interview. And then come the actual match, there's nothing there. No. So, Makes no sense. I'm guessing they had it taken off him at the last minute. Well, I guess it got to the point where it's like, you can't just add a, a five-foot just... spike to your It's robot. getting ridiculous. <laughs> That's not going to happen. No. So whilst Shogun uh, is running away, he gets stuck on a grill, which leads to Killatron just start raining down pickaxe shots. It's pretty brutal. Oh, really good shots. We get a little piece of Shogun sort of fall off. Absolutely mm. beautiful. Hardcore yeah. moment of the night by far. Oh, and um, Sergeant Bash oh, comes along. Yeah, Sergeant Bash comes along, uh, begins to use Circular Saw. I think it was on Killatron, actually. On Killatron. And Killatron is so f***ing badass that the Circular Saw breaks off and just shoots off in a direction. Yeah, Killatron is so badass that the Circular Saw flees. It's so- <laughs> the first thing that happens, Shogun runs away. Yeah. F***ing Sergeant... Is it Sergeant Bash's? Yeah, Sergeant yeah. Bash's Circular Saw Please, they, they all yeah. just run. Everyone Everything runs. panics because Killatron's crazy. If this wasn't in an enclosed and uh, carefully protected area, that, that sword would have killed someone. Would have definitely killed an audience member. It or, shoots off with that <clears throat> much force and the correct trajectory to be heading to the it's audience. It's so low budget. 
I wouldn't have been surprised if there were some people, like the mm. odd like engineer or person with a yeah. a safety person, just on the outside, what was thought to be a self safe distance away, that mm. could have been hit by that that saw flying. It's crazy, but. What sort of a circular saw are they using on this Sergeant Bash that simply the act of touching something causes it to fly? What the hell's Killatron made of? Well, it looks, he looks like he's made of plastic, but clearly it's something absolutely fing solid. So obviously it goes without saying Shogun is out, Killatron goes through, but backstage in the pits, it's revealed that Killatron has taken a little bit of damage from that saw. Yeah, the saw seems to have cut through a few yeah. wires along the As it broke mid-section. off, it clearly sliced its way through a couple of wires just in the in the gap where the uh, pickaxe Lives. moves. Yeah. yeah, a bit of damage done there. Obviously, they should add like flying circular saws to Sergeant Bash's inventory. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> He's just projectiles now. Projectile saws. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be ridiculous. That'd be a bit over the top, really, <laughs> wouldn't it? Do you remember like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles van um, toy and uh, uh, the pizza launcher? <laughs> it's kind of like that, but with circular swords <laughs> and Sergeant Bash. <laughs> so a flamethrower as well, and a flamethrower. Okay, so actually, we get to the main event now. Yeah. So just before we go into the final, we see the Roadblock team mm-hmm. cleaning Roadblock because there's nothing more badass. A bunch of engineering students cleaning their robot with a cloth. Oh, yeah. And if you notice, they've attached a piece of Nemesis's... Nemesis's? Nemesis? No, we're not using the plural here, are we? (laughs) No, it's not a plural, but it seems like a weird... Nemesis's... Nemesis's um, fur has been attached. Ah. Like pinned to it, I guess. Trophy. A little trophy, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, that is. That's pretty badass. They give their little interviews... um, and then Jeremy Clarkson is characteristically insincere. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> Tells him to basically f*** off into the corners and... Uh, Do the yeah. match so he can go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and lo and behold. So Killatron starts with a pickaxe quite early. Yeah, clearly still working, so obviously the damage wasn't Literally, too so- bad. Someone is spamming just the button at that point. Whoever has swinging. The, yeah, whoever controls the pickaxe yeah. is just going for it. They're getting shots off, but it doesn't really seem to do much to no. Roadblock. I think it might be that wedge shape keeps the pickaxe really getting it's in too far. It's not piercing through, is it? <clears throat> no. no. Um, Roadblock just use their scooping ability yeah, yeah. over and over and over again. Anytime Killatron tries anything... They're so far off the ground that a roadblock just goes straight exactly. underneath and Killatron gets stuck on top of roadblock. So you can't really get close <clears throat> enough to use the weapon. Yeah, and once you're on top of him, using the weapon doesn't do anything. Pickaxe it just flies over the yeah. top. It just doesn't do anything. So eventually, after a couple of scoops, manages to just flip Killatron over. It's such a... It's the first flip in Robot Wars history. It really And was, it's the yeah. slowest flip ever. He slowly He's falls onto back like a turtle. Piggybacks on Roadblock for about ooh, 10 seconds, and then just slowly tips onto the side, onto the back. Roadblock wins by just driving, really. They didn't have to it, do too yeah. much effort. We get their little interview at the end. Victory speech. I think they say something along the lines of... The other team were really cocky in the pits, but now they're on their back. I loved every second of it. But particularly the second when it fell over, yeah? That's what we were looking for all day. What about you? We just couldn't wait to take them out. They've been, they've been cocky in the pits and now they're, they're over. They're, they're upside down. Oh, no. Now they're upside down. Upside down. (laughs) And Jeremy Clarkson looks like he wants to kill himself. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Straight to the credits, and then we get a zombie movie-style dismantling of of Killatron. All of the house bots jump Killatron and are just attacking it left, right, and centre. But you only get about two and a half seconds of seeing that, and then it's just cut and it's over. Was wow. it cold finished the episode? Yeah, they had to. They obviously had strict time restrictions. Really serious time restrictions. So our first person through to the grand final, Roadblock. Roadblock. Yeah. yeah. The charismatic Roadblock, named after the sign on the front that says Roadblock. Well, does it? Hang on, let me check my notes because I'm pretty sure I wrote down exactly what it says on the front. Just to be picky, it says Road Ahead Closed. 
So, oh, they should have called it Road Ahead Closed then. Yeah, see, they missed out on the Road Ahead Closed or Rack for sure. <laughs> rack. Yeah. It's such a simple design and that's the trick. I think some of the other robots were overcomplicating themselves. And... They're trying to be... So, uh, maybe it is what you said before in that they didn't know what they were getting themselves into mm. because there wasn't really an example of Robot Wars, the TV show, to begin with. They're just making what they think is a fighting robot. The ones who have seen some of the US stuff have made things that are a little more interesting, a little more viable for competition, whereas the guys who haven't seen that stuff have just made a box with wheels on called Shogun. Yeah. <laughs> but then you've got guys like Grunt, who just seem to have taken a basic remote control car that goes really fast mm-hmm. and put a metal chassis over the top of it and hoped it would be good enough to win a competition. Yeah. If you're designing a robot, you have to have one goal in mind. You can't take a robot that's built for speed and racing, put a you know, a shell over it and just hope for the best. I guess it was supposed to be aerodynamic, but having such a weak robot with a scoop, yeah, the end result is, even if he got under something, he'd be stuck. Grunt exactly. would be stuck because yeah. of the weight of the... Th- like, if he got under Shunt, mm. Shunt would be so heavy that Grunt wouldn't be able you to move. Flip, you'd just get stuck underneath. Yeah. You'd be wedged like a doorstop. Yeah, exactly. Who yeah. it was, Grunt was a doorstop. Grunt was a doorstop. And speed is not that necessary in the long run. It's not a race. You're not racing. It was useful for that first round, but even the slower robots got through the first round. After that, it was useless in the sumo, and it would have been useless in the finals. So yes, a little retrospective, I guess, uh, our post-episode thoughts. Mm. So the gauntlet so far, a bit underwhelmed. It happened so quickly. Yeah. Like I think so if they quickly. want to improve the gauntlet, they've got to find a way of separating it into two parts instead of one mad dash. There's got to be a obstacle, a break, and then another obstacle. I get you there. You know? well, maybe not even splitting it into three separate paths. One path, or maybe two. One path with all three. With all three yeah. things in. So you've got to dodge the house robots, you've got to mm-hmm. go through some obstacles like yeah. grills and spikes, and you've got to go over a ramp. That would have made more sense. Because the problem with the choice is... The guys who are making the right choice are annihilating the gauntlet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's not even an issue to them. Exactly. And even subpar machines like Grunt, just because they're fast, will get through easy. It doesn't even matter. Exactly. It's not the right test for, uh, for a robot, really, is it? For, no, and at the end of the day, it's robot wars, not robot, <laughs> not the robot gauntlet, not the robot obstacle course. No, exactly. M- more no. robots fighting more is what we need. More fighting, less sprinting. Which takes us straight to trial, which I thought was quite good. It's a good idea for an event. I mm. think it would have worked better if they either faced different house robots each time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they faced each other. Yeah, that would have made more Shunt sense. Shunt every time. I think, like I said before, the end result is people are going to start to learn the weaknesses of Shunt. And he doesn't seem like strong enough of a robot to be really no. much of a challenge i think they might need to add a brick or two into him for this fight he needs a yeah. big upgrade to be yeah. honest he was beat by well he what? was ejected by three out of five three guys. out of five one of the other two simply slid themselves out <laughs> yeah one so. of the other two didn't even touch yeah. and they beat themselves and so the only other one left shogun mm. put up a fight for a little while still yeah. there yeah. was no at no point did Shunt dominate the sumo, so the challenge didn't really feel like it was there. But it's a good idea for an event to have a one-on-one type of match that isn't just destroy each other. Yeah. You've got a different kind of set of rules, a sumo match. Works well for robots. Cool. Good, good idea. I enjoyed it. Talking about the finals and tying in with it the overall presentation of the show, because one thing that was holding the finals back was the camera. Yes, I agree. We need, th- we need that over-the-top view a bit more. They didn't seem to know what they wanted to capture on camera. No, no, exactly. So they didn't know what to focus on. There weren't things like... I guess more cameras are needed, because yeah. you need cameras ready if one of the house robots starts doing something. Mm. You know, They're going to be dormant for a while, but if they start to do something, you need a camera ready to pick that up. So over the course of the the show... They start to get things like first-person cameras for the house robots. Yes, that's introduced right. at some yes, point, introduced. isn't it? And aerial 
footage is used a lot more as opposed to cameras being hidden in the corner behind a spring. Yeah, which exactly. seems to be what they're doing at the moment. Everything looks very hectic at the moment. The rush is ex- the word, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. It's panic edited and the house robots are the same colour as the background, which whilst it fits in with the, the theme, theme yeah. it doesn't make it easy to watch. The whole show feels very rushed in terms of the speed of it. Everything's happening so quickly. By the time you've got over what's happened in the gauntlet, I mean, if you've blinked or just simply gone to get a biscuit to eat, you've yeah. missed half the show. Exactly. Um, the interviews are so quick. Oh, Every, yeah. It's like, what do you think of it? It was really good. This is Killatron and this is why. <laughs> the end. Why boom bang done. Philippa needs to be given more time to interview in the pits. And we need a little bit of backstory, build up some mythology behind some of them. <laughs> mythology. You know I, mean? I want to know that there's like, there's, they've like the... had to go through leagues of underground fighting to they get were... to this point. <laughs> that was what I thought you meant. You like, these, these, guys, these guys went out into the woods one day and found <laughs> Killatron. <laughs> <laughs> there was a forest and there was a magician and free wishes and Killatron. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for? Mythology. <laughs> I can get behind more it. character. Not to. I'm not saying the robots need personality, but the pit stop visits definitely need to uh, be you, extended. You care more about the robot when you know the team behind. Yeah, because half of the teams, all we see of them is said them going, "This is my robot. Look at it. Okay, thank you. The mm. end. And that's yeah. it. Then why did you win? Because we're good. Okay, good. I need footage of them arriving. Yeah, that would be nice footage of them at their homes in their garages working on it and this is what's going to be great about the series getting rebooted at some point this year are we thinking i believe it's already been filmed waiting for it to air now wow that's crazy well hopefully we can expect to see a lot of bonus content online appear that's a great idea yeah this is where it really um fits into the modern era with Mm -hmm. youtube iplayer yeah we could, yeah, we could see a lot of that stuff that goes beyond the restriction exactly. of the, the lotted television slot you're given. Exactly. They're going to build up a lot more. So we're going to be able to be introduced to robots before we see them, which gives us more vested interest in them, whilst we watch them get stuck on grates and Beaten up <laughs> awkwardly and fall off up. things. <laughs> I'm assuming the technology is going to be a lot better. And I think, yeah, I think some of the robots will look similar on the outside to begin with. Mm-hmm. But when you see them in action, I think we're going to start to realise how far we've come in terms of some of the technology. Because certain things haven't changed. I'm sure some people know better than I do, but I'm sure motors haven't changed that much since no, then. No. But things like the um, remote control technology exactly, and that sort of thing. Is- that is a major issue with some of the earlier Robot Wars. You, you get technical faults. A, a lot, lot of technical faults. Yeah. Surprisingly, there weren't that many in this uh, for this first uh, heat, which is nice. There wasn't no. there wasn't any complete breakdowns or explosions. I know that we do are going to be looking towards a lot of non-starter matches and stuff yeah, like that, like where one robot just and sits there and just stares blankly, activate, yeah. and, and unfortunately and... they can't because exactly. they won't turn on because the battery's dead or That's right. disconnected. Cringe. Much Something like cringe. that's happened. But overall, for the first show, we said it needs more character, but it certainly stands out. It's It's got buckets of potential. Immediately captured the imagination of the country. It's going to be great. It's going to be great fun. Can't wait to watch the rest of the season. I think the commentary was a big highlight as well. Because Incredible. It... The guy was basically having a panic attack by the time the robots started fighting. It was beautiful. So enthusiastic, Jonathan Pearson. A great voice for the whole thing really 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 cool jeremy clarkson maybe not the best casting well eventually when craig charles comes on he brings a lot more swagger to the role as opposed to just dry sarcasm you know you get the impression jeremy clarkson thinks this is maybe a bit below him low budget cheap robots fighting each other as far as he's concerned like he likes cars not this (laughs) but i mean at one point this was one of the top shows in the country Damn right it was. Can't predict what people are going to enjoy. And let's let's see how far it goes and how how far it will go now that it's coming back. So what do you give the show overall out of five? How many shunts? <laughs> <laughs> Clarkson racist comments. <laughs> how many Philippa Forests? How, how many of Philippa's Forests? 
harvests. Let's <laughs> not ever say that again. <laughs> How many Philippa Foresters do you give that out of uh, five? Out of five. I'm going to go ahead and give it two for its potential. In general, there's still a lot to be desired, and if you've seen anything beyond this Robot Wars, this won't be very good. For the first show, maybe it is, but it's not amazing right now, No, but you can see how it can be. The potential is all there. I'm going to give it a two and a half Philippers. Two and a half Philippers. Thanks for what? Thanks for watching. (laughs) Thanks for watching your podcast. (laughs) Just playing on your iPod slowly. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Thanks for listening to the debut episode of Activate, the Robot Wars podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and like podcasts in general and like professional wrestling, take a listen to Extreme Championship Podcasting. That's our other podcast. You can find us at EC Podcasting. Yep, that's letter E, letter C, podcasting. And you can also drop us an email to ecpodcasting at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all over the place. I'm sure if you look hard enough, you will find us. If you're listening, you have. Thank you and good night. See ya.